0: Welcome to the Foster City Chamber of Commerce Chambercast, our first ever podcast of the Chamber Cares Initiative Roundtable Discussions. What you are about to hear is the Assistance for Small Business Zoom meeting held on April 9th, 2020, led by Joanne Bohegan, Vice Chair of the Foster City Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors. For more information regarding the Chamber Cares initiative, resources, and support, please visit us on our website at www.fostercitychamber.com or follow us on your favorite social media sites. Enjoy.
1: Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Good morning. Um, I believe most of you know who I am at this point, but just for those who may not, my name is Joanne Bohigian. I am the vice chair for the board of directors and. Um, in Foster City for the Chamber of Commerce. And we are joined today by several of the members of our board who are obviously business owners in the community as well. We want to be able to make this time spent with you all the most valuable for you. What we would like to start off with is um, an introduction to Dante Hall. I believe most of you will know Dante. One of the primary uh, areas that we wanted to concentrate on for this morning's call with you is the new relief funds that are available to small businesses in Foster City. Many of you over the course of the last two and a half weeks have been learning about the various forms of financial relief that are becoming available um, from the Fed and other vehicles, the SBA, etc. But this is, um, unprecedented and extraordinary. Monday evening, the City Council and Foster City approved funding specific for Foster City, um, um, in particular for businesses and seniors, as a first measure to create a bridge for our hyper-local community, while each of you are doing all you can to take advantage of the extended relief opportunities that are available to each of you. This is not intended to be a one-way conversation. Some of you I'm sure are getting tired of hearing me speak. This is intended to be an open Q&A for you, but what what I what I would like to do is if you would please use the chat for any questions that you have as we go along if 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 so, uh, moved. We also haven't had a chance yet this morning to check to see if any of you had shared any questions with us on the form that we had provided to you. So we'll take a quick look at that. And with that, what I'd like to do is invite Dante Hall, um, who I'm looking for his face, but I'm not seeing it. So um, Dante Hall, the Assistant City Manager, to be able to share with you all the the program that was approved Monday night, to do a brief overview of its intention um, and process, and then really be able to open this up to each of you for questions, whether they be for Dante, myself, we have Bart the on the line as our resident in-house expert as it relates to community and nonprofit, and um, as it relates to the rest of you as businesses, questions as uh, as how we can support you as well as if any of you have any excess capacity how each of you may be able to work or leverage each other. So with that, I'm going to invite Dante to uh, share with us the um, wonderful news that was um, determined Monday evening.
2: Great. Thank you, Joanne. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Um, What City Council did on Monday was uh, really take kind of a close look to see how um, people have been impacted by COVID-19. And they decided to put in place uh, some relief programs, um, but they wanted to discuss other things to help the community. Um, They focused on the business community, uh, senior population, and then there was is an initiative to support our local restaurants at future meetings they will be considering other groups or segments of the population um, and so it's good we're having this discussion because we really do want to hear where the pain points um, what can we do to help um, and also what can we do to kind of leverage the city's resources obviously we don't have an unlimited amount of money or, or staff resources, but we do have some and we would like to know how we can leverage that for the best of, of the community. Um, one, of the, one of the programs that was put in place is the Small Built Business Resiliency Grant Program. And if you go to our website and in the search bar, if you if you type in Small Business Resiliency Grant Program. Um, IT WILL BRING THE LANDING PAGE UP THAT TALKS A LITTLE BIT ABOUT uh, THE ELIGIBILITY, um, TALKS uh, ABOUT THE SUBMISSION REQUIREMENTS, AND and SO ON. Uh, BASICALLY, uh, CITY COUNCIL ALLOCATED SOME MONEY, uh, um, AND and IT WAS NON-TAX MONEY. IT it WAS MONEY TO BE USED FOR ECONOMIC DEVELOPMENT ACTIVITIES AND and OTHER THINGS IN THE COMMUNITY. We are offering uh, grants to businesses with 25 or fewer employees um, and also restaurants um, um, of any size employees um, as long as they're independently owned. And um, we got a number of applications yesterday where we're going through the applications just to see uh, if everyone is eligible um, and we will be, pretty much making determinations today and tomorrow. The goal here was really to get funds into our businesses' hands uh, so that they can avoid layoffs, um, maybe help with some of the, the commercial rent um, or utilities. And so we really focused in on those three things. Um, so it's rent, payroll, and utilities. The requirements uh, for someone to be eligible or business to be eligible. I talked about the size, must have a facility located in Foster City. Um, You must have a current Foster City business license. And we really wanted to focus in with with at least this tranche of funding um, on our small businesses. So we're looking for businesses with less than 2.5 million in gross receipts per annually. Um, There's a form that you, you fill out. Um, that um, has you demonstrate that there's a loss of revenue of 20% or more um, and if, if awarded um, we would ask for a W-9 federal tax ID um, all of the normal things that that we ask for um, so so that it's a pretty simple process all of the documents are there for um, people to take a look at and apply um, we have a link to the submittal form, so everything can um, be downloaded or, or, or filled out electronically and also submitted electronically. Our, our goal is really to um, review the applications um, if, if they're approved to get back to the, to the businesses and dispense funds within, into their business accounts within 48 to 72 hours. Now with this, our Council realized that this is just um, a stopgap. It's really to make sure that that we can have some businesses stay afloat until they're able to take advantage of Some of the other resources and programs Uh, holistically. We really want to have some partners to work through all of the processes Joanne and I talked Um, a couple days ago about what type of networks can we develop to help people really navigate through the mountain of programs and forms and regulations. Um, Some businesses are are very sophisticated and don't need any assistance. And then there are some that that do need some assistance. And how can we help those people? Um, We're looking at some of the larger issues. and, And again, this is a conversation that Joanne and I had and that we're hearing about more and more are the challenges with our banks and our lending institutions, um, even when you do apply for these programs. Um, And then how do you set up um, a system or network of of advisors? If people need advice, whether it be legal, financial, HR, um, we really are, are interested in developing that system because we think that that's what it's gonna take for our businesses to fully recover. Um, we're we're heading into a um, into recession. I mean, there, there's there's no doubt about it. And, um, at least in all of our lifetimes, nothing like this has happened where the entire con- economy stops. Um, and so there are gonna be um, it's gonna be a long road to really get back to normal. Um, and so we're here to help. Um, this is just one of the programs that we're rolling out. Um, more, we we just want to indicate that we are ready and willing to be partners. Um, We don't have all the answers. Um, We do need partners, and um, we're glad that that the Chamber is putting this together. This is exactly what we need to kind of drill down to see how we can help and and how we can can, um, leverage uh, the money that we have or the resources that we have. Um, the second program that the the City Council approved um, was a program for a a application support local uh, app we have an app where um, it's a loyalty app and if you utilize restaurants located in Foster City um, and those restaurants are participating with us um, after so many visits you would receive a voucher or a discount. We're going to be providing discounts um, through the application, through the Stamp Me application, and I, I can send you guys the link for that for participating restaurants um, where people, while they're sheltering in place, they would get a voucher to visit one of the participating restaurants um, here in Foster City. That way, we'd like to. to circulate that recirculate the the dollars here and help out some of our restaurants um at, as we go it, it's not a lot at this point we realize that um but we we're, we're also looking to see how we can access other sources and and resources um doesn't only mean money um volunteership um partnerships to to really drill down like i said and get people what they need so that's kind of uh, um, it in a nutshell. Um, I don't know if there's any questions, Joanne, or from anyone.
1: Uh, Dan had me muted. Oh, the power, the power of the pen. Um, there's a lot of people who would like to mute me, Dan. Um, thank you for that. Actually, Dante, that was a a perfect overview. Um, we do want to, this is all about questions, but I actually want to give everyone on this call some credit and a lot of credit. Um, less than two weeks ago, you entrusted us at the chamber to do our best to hear you understand what you needed most and to do what we could to advocate on your behalf and our ability to convene you as a group. Um, has um, allowed us to be empowered to work on your behalf and together with the city, this is just the first illustration of our ability to act together. And um, we hope that this was um, a very welcome, perhaps response because this was the number one need that was expressed, at least to us through the Chamber Cares Initiative and what we had reviewed um, the city and myself and the the chamber in response to the survey requests. It should be known that the survey that you and others have participated in is still open and ongoing. The survey results have been shared throughout the county and I believe that there are about a thousand surveys that had been responded to But Foster City had over 120 of those responses in less than 10 days. That's extraordinary. And that's because of the communication and the connection that we have established in just the last two and a half weeks with each other. So for this, I'm not quite sure how Dan wants to run the next, but I want to make sure that we give every single one of the businesses on the call today the opportunity to tell us who they are, what business that they are representing where and how the, if you will, the progress that has been made over the course of the last two weeks, what it is that they need from us today or what they're taking advantage of and how we can help and give everyone a voice. So Dan, I'm gonna let you. All right,
0: so um, how I'll handle this everybody is that you should have the raise the hand feature. Um, If you wanna go ahead and raise your hand, um, I will go ahead and unmute you and we will go from there and you can uh, talk about your business, uh, talk about any questions you have or uh, some of the other items that um, Joanne was asking about. If you find that you don't have the raise the hands permissions, you can go ahead and use the reactions permission, which is at the bottom of the screen if you're using the computer, or I believe it's a swipe right on your phone and just go ahead and give me either the thumbs up or the clapping emoji and I'll know that you have a question. So um, whenever you guys are ready, go ahead and do that and we will go through it.
1: Dr. Rebecca, why don't
3: you kick us off? Wait, he he just asked me to, Hello? hello? Hello?
0: Dr. Rebecca, you're on. You're on live. at Zoom.
3: <laughs> hi, hi, everyone. <laughs> um, sorry, we're we're like dealing with the dog and dealing with the babies. So. Um, totally. I'm I, actually I'm extremely uh, pleasantly surprised and very appreciative that Foster City Chamber has worked on our behalf. I know that um, most of the, if not all of the businesses at Edgewater are really suffering, including myself, Um, you know, not seeing people since I think March 18th until probably the end of April is really affecting our livelihood, Um, especially considering we all have families. I have an 80-year-old mother who lives with me, and so, you know, to completely shut down and we see hundreds of people who are in pain every week, and to not be able to see them is not only detrimental to them, the community, and our office, you know, and, and everyone's you know, not only them not being able to live pain free, it's just as a whole, it's affecting the community. So in terms of us, you know, the assistance is greatly needed um, considering I'm still paying for staff members full time even though um, we're not actually seeing patients. So I, I, you know, my staff are like family. I don't want to um, let them go. Uh, they wouldn't be able to survive, they said, on unemployment um, with the amount that they would get. They've already checked. So, you know, I've already dipped into the savings, slowly dissipating. Um, so any type of grant would be greatly appreciated and warranted because I I really, how are they going to survive if I don't pay them? They, they literally would not be able to buy food. They would not be able to pay their rent. So I just can't do that to them.
1: Well, thank you for the comments. Obviously, we can't do this alone. And that's, I think, been one of the, perhaps it's the best illustration of what we can do when we're working together, understanding exactly what it is that you guys have needed. It's not for us to choose the priorities. We wanted to hear what it is that you need that what what each of you feels you need for your own lives and your own businesses. And Dante has uh, been fused at my hip and, and has been just an awesome partner um, with us. And uh, Sam Hindi, um, you know, Council Member Hindi and Vice Mayor Gihani as members of the Subcommittee for Economic Development and, and Sustainability have really been um, hearing us. And, um, you know, to be able to see that we've been able to bring this process from an express need All the way through to a deliverable that is an actionable solution is exactly what we are about. And perhaps it's, it's new to some and the, the gravitas of the intensity of these asks are much bigger, but whether big or small, this is what the ability to coordinate and and our assets can do when we work together. So um, quick questions for you. Um, You had been planning on applying to other relief opportunities. I'm assuming you've done that. Are there any quick learnings from that? Are you experiencing any issues with your banks um, not being able to, you know, furnish Uh, you know, fund the applications or processes. That's going to be something, perhaps it's a question to all. Dante alluded to it earlier. I have heard from several of you that your own banks are telling you that there is, if you will, additional details. You might have business banking, but you don't have a credit card. You may be, uh, you know, have the credit card in a business bank, but you have to have an existing loan. There have been a lot of, if you, will, um, if you will, ancillary details. We'd appreciate that if you're experiencing any of those, if you could either put them in the comments or send them to us, it will help us. If you can tell us the bank and you can tell us kind of the requirements that your particular applications are experiencing, that may be something that we can work with. Dante and I talked last week about if this continues perhaps as part of this network, we need to have an escalation process in place for ourselves with liaisons at each of those banks because we too can't get through on the telephone or get an email returned. So we may with the, if you will, weight of the city, and if you will the audacity of our board be able to uh, influence getting um, a little bit of hand-holding available to us in escalations not for first calls but in the escalation process
0: all right uh, danny gordon has a question danny you're unmuted go ahead okay hi um i'm danny and my wife
4: teresa's here too
0: yeah uh so we're both business owners we've been here um in foster city operating a business for over 18 years total years 24. Um, Our question is is that we're both uh, self-employed so um, uh, we don't have employees but both of our salaries um, have been taken out because of the uh, whole shelter-in-place order. We just need to uh, I guess we're in the same situation as, as everyone else is but uh, we are also um, customers of Wells Fargo, so we went through that whole ordeal. And uh, I guess the restrictions have been lifted, so we did apply for that, but um, there's still a lot of uncertainty.
4: Yeah, it just said we applied to Wells Fargo last night because they lifted some of the restrictions, but um, it still said they wouldn't let us know. They would let us know in a few days, right. so nothing really came out of that yet. It was nice to be able to actually fill something out, though, and send it in. It was kind of satisfying because before they just sent us to the SBA, they wouldn't uh, help us at all. Mm-hmm. So um, even though we've been customers there for so long.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 24 um, years.
4: It's nice to be able to connect with uh, you all, too. To, to me, it feels uh, nice to be able to um, you know, listen to what others are going through and kind of um, bounce things off of each other. Uh, it really feels helpful. So I appreciate you guys um, doing this call. Um, Uh, Absolutely,
1: absolutely appreciate your comments. Couple quick questions and then perhaps you can give us a few more details. So first and foremost, have you received the information related to the Foster City specific grants? Because Mm -hmm. you are one of the tenants and have one of the retail tenant businesses at at Beach Park and Mm -hmm. obviously would be one of the eligible um, businesses to apply.
4: Okay. We did. Yes, yes we, we did.
1: applied last night. Okay. Great. Secondarily then, um, and perhaps uh, Dan Demers could even offer some insights. Um, the first tranche of money from the relief funds, and again, disclosure, not an expert. Okay. Own my own consulting firm as well for the last 20 years, so I feel your pain. No mm-hmm. client engagements at this point, so trying to be useful in my volunteer status on the board. <laughs> Sure. So the, um, there are two tranches of money, if you will. The first set of applications was obviously from the SBA for small business, which has a very broad definition. The second tranche of money was to be um, a different, if you will, partition related to independent contractors, et cetera. So if Dan could chime in just quickly and give kind of an overview of what he has experienced in the process there may be not only just an opportunity from the first applications that you guys have submitted if those are unsuccessful that there may be a secondary option for you to take advantage of kind of Mm -hmm. flipping the entity if you will for your benefit Okay.
0: okay Um, so, um, I've gone through the process multiple times, uh, both for the PPP and the IDLE loan um, process, as I know another fellow board member, Nathan Tsai, has as well. Um, and what I've learned is that uh, when you submit both applications, you get a generic response and it's nothing, um, nothing <laughs> positive or hopeful. It's just a generic automated response. Um, mm-hmm. But what I've come to find out is that means that the, the application has been received and is put into a queue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the queue is assessed by one group of individuals that then prioritize or put you into a le- larger group or smaller group, depending on all different variables, which they were not sharing with me. Uh, and then from there, uh, you are, they are signing them out to loan account managers, Uh, And then those loan account managers then turn around and reach out to you, the small business owner. Um, But what I'm finding and hearing from multiple sources and clients is that because we're getting, because people are getting emails from a bank that is not necessarily um, someone that they're used to contacting, Mm -hmm. a lot of those correspondents are immediately going into spam. Mm. So whatever whatever your bank is, if you go into your email protocols or or Mm -hmm. settings, and make sure you take the end of that bank um, email, so like at Wells Fargo or at whatever, and make sure you tell your permissions to allow all messages from that tagline. um, That will ensure that you're getting all the emails and it's not being thrown into spam. I I know that there's been um, a lot of different, the protocols or um, applicable nature of applying for these grants changes daily based on bank and based on like what Joanne was saying, uh, the, um, the requirements to apply. Um, as of three days ago, um, uh, I heard that there were certain larger banks who had used up quote unquote, used up their funding. But mm-hmm. I don't, again, I have no, no it's rumor mill at this point. No. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. We're all kind of fun- functioning in that mill. So I, um, uh, in the chat, we just, um, Nathan, um did post that they reopened PPP loan program, Wells Fargo yesterday, and right. he did apply, uh, put the new link in there. So um, I've been kind of on my own side, I've been given it about two or three days, and then I ping my banker, and I just kind of yeah. go, haven't heard anything yet. Just want to make sure where everything's fine. You know, I don't have an application number. I don't have a submission number right. like that. Um, yeah. whereas with the SBA, you immediately get a confirmation code and an application number. The PP right. doesn't have that. So, yeah. um, you can also ask your banker. What I found is you can ask them to annotate your account, um, all the times that you call. Just to confirm that you're confirming, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> although it's although it's redundant, you now have a record, you know. And I'm and I'm mm-hmm. telling everybody keep your own record as well um, of when you call, who you talk to, um, and just kind of annotate and keep it all in a, you know, a PPP file or or banking. Oh, no, yeah, that's Thanks. good information.
4: Thanks for that, Dan. No problem. I was gonna say I, I the the main thing that has been kind of Um, heavy on our minds is that um, we're self-employed. So um, we're not independent contractors. We're not employees. Um, We own the business and we work here. And um, I just feel like um, we weren't sure if we actually qualify for any of these because they keep talking about employees and independent contractors. And um, we're like in a, a little bit of a different category. And they kept saying we had to wait until the 10th before we could apply. And I don't even know if that's still um, something that we need to, we're not waiting. We're just applying. <laughs> so if, is and, that and something that, that we should?
1: Yeah. That's why I was sharing with you my experience because I'm a, um, I'm a single member LLC. Yeah. So um, I am the company, if you yeah. will. Um, and we are the business well. has has always had a subcontractor model. Yeah. So the, the opportunity there is to, Do your best. And I think, I mean, I I haven't even taken, so, you know, pot calling kettle black, do as I say, not as I do. I'm glad that you guys have worked to make a submission and application for the first round. Let someone else, and this is the message to everyone, let someone else turn you down. Don't turn yourself down.
4: Because if you
1: get denied, you're going to get denied, right? So take advantage of the first, and Mm -hmm. if that one doesn't work, then go to the second, Um, okay okay um how about we hear from uh lena i think you're in here somewhere barbaria perhaps you've been one of the more actively engaged in this process literally from the beginning you could probably teach us all a few things but help us understand kind of where you are with your business the processes that you've been going through and um, if you have had the opportunity i know you have to to look and take advantage of the grant money that the city has made available and how is that going to be helpful for you
0: lena you're unmuted
6: can you can y'all hear me
0: yeah
6: oh cool okay hi everybody um my name is lena and for those of you don't know um, my dad, Terry, who is also on the line, but I'll be representing today, um, Terry owns Barbaria Salon, and um, this is our family business. And um, I tend to be the person that handles the business side of the business. Um, and um, Barbaria has been in Foster City since 1978. So um, I think that's what, 42 years now. Um, and uh, basically we had to close down completely. Um, because uh, the SIP order from um, the county and then afterwards the governor um, deemed hairdresser is non-essential, but also it would definitely not be possible to observe six feet of distance in the work that we do. Um, so. We basically just had um, kind of a falling off of the ledge moment, starting on the 16th when the the order went into place. And my role has been, you know, first and foremost to, um, you know, essentially temporarily close the business. Um, And then from there, um, find out, you know, what to do next. Uh, Originally, when we thought, that we were going to reopen on the 7th, we thought that this was going to be a very temporary thing and we were kind of able and equipped to, to deal with, with that type of a closure. Um, but once it got extended and now it's indefinite, this is a whole new ball game. And so I personally am just grateful that the Chamber has been here because had they not been here, I would not know what to do. Um, We are a very independently um, run type of business. We've always kind of done things on our own and just kind of figured things out for ourselves. But this is completely new territory. And um, yeah, it's just been crazy. So I want to first and foremost, just say that for all of you who have not yet been uh, participating in these meetings. If this is your first meeting, or if you have not yet, yet used the chamber as a resource, please use them. It, Joanne has been amazing. They're here, they're on our side, and they're doing everything in the, their possible, you know, all the ma- bajillion molecules in their bodies to help with this. So um, I just can't say enough um, of how grateful that we are on, from Barbaria. For it and um, and and this new funding is really cool. Yes, it's 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 not all the money we need, and yes, it's not going to get to everybody, but it's a first step. And I think it's very obvious that it's just. Oh, we lost you,
0: Luna.
6: Am I still here? Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, sorry. I You're okay. keep getting a thing that says that my connection is unstable. So, um, I, I, I'm sorry about that. Um,
0: so, yeah,
1: let, me ask, let, let me ask. Thank you for those comments. Let me ask you a yeah. question, Lena. Um, one of the things that, um, and Dante, I, I think that this will be important if you can, um, for us to understand collectively. One of the one of the reasons that the city has really jumped into this process, obviously, (laughs) is the need and sustaining our own community. But we were looking at this as a bridge. So we had presumed that the timetable for the application process and any level of funding from any of the available, you know, SBA, you know, federal relief was going to take a little time to get going and we wanted to find a way to have some cash to, if you will at least allow your operations or, or yourselves to stabilize during that period of processing. What is the feeling um, that you each have with respect to kind of the timetables? You know, this, this one month, um, this grant, if you will, is it going to allow you for some of the key, the, the essentials To be able to maintain and and build you that bridge or are you looking at this bridge as being much shorter than originally anticipated at this point
6: for me it's a short bridge but you know i'm going to take what i can get we've got so as far as the ppp loan let's all agree that they I mean, I don't even think the government really knows what they're doing, Um, and so this is just you know a minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day process where I think everybody is trying to navigate and figure it out, and it's very frustrating. But um, to you know automatically assign the blame to your banker or the this, it's not going to be productive. Um, What I do know is that uh, nobody has received funding in in my sphere, whether that be, you know, locally in the foster city or in my hometown, the small businesses here. We haven't, I haven't seen anything. I do feel like it's going to take a lot longer than they anticipated. Uh, We applied for the SBA loan uh, almost two weeks ago. We have not heard anything.
0: Um, really quick, uh, let me also make a, a comment about that because I found something new out two days ago,
6: yeah. or yesterday
0: rather. Um, it was made aware to me through other in our within our surrounding cities that anybody who applies for the SBA loan, uh, the idle loan at this time, they are doing the $10,000 cash advance uh, on that. But um, what they don't tell you is you have to call, give them your application number and request it. So if anybody has submitted the idle loan paperwork and gotten their application number, um, please just call the 1-800 number. Um, I will try and pull it up and put it in the chat for everybody. Um, but call them, give them your account number and let them know that you are looking for that $10,000 quick cash or advance that um, is available. Um, and just a reminder from the verbiage that is on the SBA website, the 10,000 is um, a rush cash a stimulus uh, you it is worked into the loan if you are approved. If you are denied, the ten thousand is used as a stimulus package and forgivable portion of the loan. Uh, okay, so just you you brought it up and I was like it pinged a. bit.
6: Well, I appreciate that because I had to, I was told that in order to get that ten thousand dollars, I had to reapply. So um, I will definitely be making a call today to find out what needs to be done. Um, I will let you know a couple of things that I've done. Um, When the PPE loan came out, I immediately rebanked with Wells Fargo. I, um, Monday morning, you know, it was already shut to, and I went and raised a big stink. I was not able to get a hold of any bankers in Foster City. So I went to my local branch and actually kind of worked my way up the chain and started talking to their regional manager who did advise me that they reopened it yesterday afternoon. So if you're from Wells, then you can go and apply. Um, another resource I found from our accountant is Fountainhead Bank. I am not endorsing this bank, but they do um, offer uh, they are offering a, a form that you can fill out, put in some basic business information, and they will get back to you. So I've also put in my information there because to me, as many places as I put my information is fine. Whoever comes to me first can be the person to give me the loan. Um, there's, I don't see there's any harm in kind of just putting, filling out that interest form multiple times. I've also done it with U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank is currently helping their account holders first. Chase is currently helping their account holders first and Bank of America is currently helping their account holders first. So um, that's just, those are all of the banks that I, I researched and talked to people. So if that's not all helpful, then good. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Very helpful, Lana. And the one you didn't mention is Citibank, which is mine, which still doesn't even have their system up and going for me to even be able to get an application. So, so I hear, I feel all of your pain. I assure you (laughs) couple points actually, um, can by a raise of hands or some level of reaction, can how many tell, sorry, I can't even speak this morning. Apologies. How many of the businesses that are on the call this morning are from the Edgewater Plaza in particular? If you could do that, the reason I am asking, um, and Dante, I'm going to ask if you can, if we can unmute Dante while we have this conversation, one of the um, uh, top three uh items um that and I'm sorry I'm hard to read chat and the reactions. So what are we looking at? Four, five?
0: Two, three, yeah, four or five.
1: Okay. Um one of the uh top three, if if we can pivot for a moment, because I'm sure this is a question on everyone's mind for this call. Um, one of the top three needs that the businesses in particular at edgewater have been expressing but that has been expressed to us from other um, of our commercial centers as well is another uh, stopgap, if you will option which is the request to get any level of city support as it relates to a commercial Eviction moratorium. I know that the discussion was happening at the Board of Supervisors level Dante I don't know if you have any additional information It was an item that was raised as part of the comments and remarks made by the Chamber of Commerce Monday evening to the city but um, if you have any updates on that again just thinking of it as a tool for the bridge that the
2: businesses need, um, we'd appreciate that update. So um, it's something that we've been working um, along with the county in trying to get a moratorium on commercial spaces. Um, there's been some challenges. Um, the, um, some cities who tried to do it um, have been threatened with litigation. Um, the city of San Mateo actually went out on his own um and and put a moratorium on um rents for commercial properties also i I don't know how how well that's working um we're we're still discussing it um it would be best if the county um would have a moratorium over the entire county and that would include all cities and so the city wouldn't need to take any action um it's something that's being discussed um but there are some some legal issues and liability issues with that um so it's something that's being discussed i just don't have a definite answer um, of what city council is going to do with that Um, i do know that they're looking um to to establish some more substantial programs um, not necessarily with city funds because again where we will um, go through a deficit also. We, we actually have a shortfall of um, $3 million uh, for, for this year, but is there an opportunity to um, maybe partner with, with lending institutions, CDFIs, uh, to get some assistance that is, is really focused uh, towards foster city? Um, we're also looking at establishing um, a revolving loan fund um, because some people are gonna need more than $10,000 essentially um, to get things back up and running until, until they fully recover. Um, and so those are being looked at. Um, we're looking at some, some of our larger businesses or some philanthropists to really um, work with us to establish those funds. We should have more information about that. Um, we're working on it now. Um, but give us a week or so and we should uh, be able to report out in both of those things and, and, and see where we are
1: appreciate that Dante um, couple quick comments and then I think that there are some things in the chat before we get too far that I want to be able to do on the same t- on the same subject one of the and, additional and I,
2: before before you, um, two two things that just kind of occur to me um, and, and maybe this is something we can do in, in working and talking with um, the management companies and the owners of these centers. You know, is is that something um, that we can work together um, in in trying to put together some deal? Um, that that's something where if we can leverage our our influence and our resources, I think that would be beneficial. Um, and the second thing. You know, maybe we escalate this discussion about the banking industry to our Congresswoman um, and maybe have a virtual meeting where she can hear directly from our businesses. Um, I, 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 just, I just think that that's a serious issue um, that we need help with right away.
1: Um, you literally, okay, I'm, I think I'm actually scared because those were the two points that scared? I was actually going to make. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I don't know if mind melding between the two of us is comforting or terrifying to people, but that's terrifying, exactly terrifying. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the reason Yeah. The reason I was going down that path is, again, based on the feedback that we've received from all of you on, on this call, as well as others, if the moratorium is something that could not be put in place as a tool, was there a different way in which we could, if you will, advocate? For you. And Dante and I had talked a few days ago. Look, there are certain things that um, our team, uh, myself, I mean, for God's sakes, Rika's on the call today as a real estate professional. We have, you know, Ethan, there's a lot of talent, if you will, on the board to be able to lend to, if you will, having, let's just say, successful negotiations with management. But to be able to have those conversations at the table with a partner from the city and to aggregate them so it's not simply, hi, we're here for X or here for Y, but to say, sit down at a center, proactively have a conversation. I have been unabashed with my requests of the city. Even Dante, I have said to him, look, is there a compromise? If we are able to get to the owner and management, is the city willing willing to, if you will, kind of do a match some things that Bart Charlo and I have learned from fundraising. If we can find one partner to, if you will, create a stakeholder position, perhaps we can find others to match. So if the city and chamber can work together in that regard, understanding the needs and the priorities of each center would be beneficial. So I would ask that any of you, I'm going to actually just tap Lana to be the the primary because we've been having the most detailed exchanges. But anyone from Edgewater, if you can put down, if you can work with each other to understand the tenant needs specific to the owner, then what we can do is, uh, Dante I and other members of the board, as they wish, can participate in a very specific call about what would the asks be um, with respect to commercial managers and or commercial center owners so that we can put some thoughts to that then Dante can work with the subcommittee to determine the extent of the reach that the city is comfortable in engaging in and be able to understand the parameters based on the various requirements and 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 if you will, constraints that the city may have in certain of those instances, and allow us as the chamber to determine how we can best work with you from there. Um, the, the, the biggest one, I think, though, is really this banking industry. If, if we are looking at this point, I don't know if others of you belong to other chambers of commerce. Um, it would help us understand how this chamber is relating to others. I feel like we're staying uh, in step with others, but if there is a voice that can be leveraged from this chamber in our city with um, Congresswoman Spears' office, we've been attending town halls with her as well, and she's been learning, but it hasn't been an express understanding because the people on the calls have been more of, let's call them the, the management as opposed to the applicant. And if we can pull together a call, literally just a small private call to understand what's happening within the nucleus of Foster City, I have no doubt that Dante would be able to arrange that um, literally momentarily for us to be able to give each of you a prescriptive voice directly with the Congresswoman so that she has the details of what she needs to make the actions happen. As she learns them, she has really been tapping in, and we can include Sam Cita on that call, so the San Mateo Economic Development Association, who generally joins us, but today, um, and I believe a point that Mara was either raising in um, chat or not, is actually actively working on one of the third tranches of money that is yet to be released from the San Mateo County Strong Fund. And I'm going to let Mara speak a little bit about that. But if that's helpful and the types of things that would be really beneficial to helping you all get to some next steps and some, I hate to say it, almost in-kind relief. I, I don't know else to, to, to specify it. Those are the types of things that we'd like to understand and learn to, to see if it's a if it's value to you.
3: Um, so
7: just to piggyback on what Joanne was saying, um, we typically, we have partnered with Sam-Sita, um very closely as they have definitely taken kind of the lead with the county in terms of um, business uh, resiliency. So as Joanne said, they're actually on a call simultaneously right now, um, working with the San Mateo Credit Union to um, determine the application process for the funding from the San Mateo County Strong Fund. Um, so that's a county level grant program that is in the works. So, you know, please keep your eyes out. We'll definitely blast it out there as soon as we hear anything more um, concrete. But I know that they're working very hard to try and make the application process as streamlined and efficient as possible. So. Um, We don't have the details for what the application process is, what the eligibility is, but all that will be coming. So that's just another avenue for some um, immediate relief in the um, county level. So stay tuned.
1: Thanks for that, Mara. Um, I want to, let's see, who can we hear from? Um, Jackie, um, thanks for joining us today. How are things going with your business and perhaps catch us up?
8: Hi. I'm so sorry. I just uh, finished shopping. Um, um, can you hear me?
1: Absolutely.
8: Okay, great. Um, well, it, we're open olives and foster city edgewater shopping center. We're open. Um, but you know, it's, uh, we're struggling. We're down, um, you know, 70%. I, I don't even know why we're, I mean, I'm happy to be open for the f- very few, uh, Orders that we get for takeouts, but um, it's uh, it's very hard. We still have the same rent. We still have the same bills to pay, and so um, I have one staff, one cook, and me, and we're just barely making enough just to pay him. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're complete, all struggling. Completely understand. So, me- this will definitely help.
2: And, and Jackie, what Jackie, what business are you with again?
8: With olives, Mediterranean, and Greek cuisine.
2: I know exactly who you are. Thank you.
8: So, Jackie, couple yeah, quick so questions. Yeah. So, when I heard about this uh, grant in Foster City, I mean, this—that's uh, um, probably the closest thing that um, we'll be able to uh, get if we do, because um, I'm not getting any help with Citibank um, that I that we bank with, um, and everything else with SBA is bad from them. And I don't feel like we're any closer to getting any help.
1: Okay, so a couple of things, cause the, the connection's a little unstable. So I wanna make sure that we can understand. So you've you've applied and maybe it's reactions. You, you, you're at Citibank, so. At this point, you have no tools in which to even be able to start. Want to make sure though that you are connected to the chamber um, that you've since seen from the resources that are available from the jump page. There, are, we are partnered with SAMCITA. we're trying to keep information available um, as, as, as current as possible. When we learn something, we'll, we push it out, make sure that you're getting all of those communications and if I heard you correctly, you were able to uh, receive the, the grant program from Foster City and hopefully correct. have applied for that,
8: correct? I sure did, I sure did yesterday.
1: Great, then additionally, I wanna make sure that you've seen that the chamber has basically secured some resources to build social media as for every single business that is open we have somebody literally building these things and rolling them out as quickly as possible and so we've been doing our best to highlight and promote um, each of the businesses including olives and others so if there are adaptive hours or services please make sure that you're emailing and updating that you know tomorrow um, and that we can build that into the lists you know that we have as it relates to you know, the, the challenges, for those of you that own restaurants or food service-based businesses, it would be good to know how many of you actually are um, kind of certified, if you will, to do pre-packaged, you know takeaway. One of the things, and I, I see, I'm looking for Bart's head again, one of the things that we've been trying to understand is if there is an opportunity to be able to leverage our local businesses in food service with FDA certifications to participate in being able to provide any meals for any of the needs in the greater community, not just Foster City, but the county. Um, Bart Charlo is the CEO for Samaritan House. He is also, um, I'm gonna let him give the proper language, he's also, if you will, kind of the 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 organization that has been identified by San Mateo County Strong to, if you will, administer monies from the San Mateo County Strong Fund to be able to get meals um, and services to individuals and families. And I know I'm not doing it justice, but to individuals and families. So one of the conversations that he and I started this morning was, let's find out who the businesses are in Foster City that either have access to refrigerated trucks, have the ability to retool members of their staff for food service delivery to various um, areas in the county, and or prepared foods, there may be an opportunity. Capital may be an opportunity for us to explore in being able to partner with uh, San Mateo County strong through that nonprofit network that may allow an opportunity for our restaurants, if you will, and I'll just use that at a categorical level to participate. Bart, is there anything I don't want to overstep, um, but is there anything to offer perhaps as potential additional uh, places for us to?
5: to find opportunity? Well, um, am I on mute or am I? No, oh, you're good, I took care of you. So <laughs> let me first reiterate what's, what's going on. You, know, you do have funding coming through a variety of mechanisms, one being San Mateo Strong, another being Silicon Valley Community Foundation. And there are others you know, who are raising funds to try and help people as individuals, but also businesses and nonprofits you know, get through this rough period. So we've been designated as the lead agency to get this distributed throughout the county. We are getting some funds from Silicon Valley Community Foundation for the help for individuals and households. But as of yet, the, the, uh, neither mechanism has been set up completely to deal with small businesses and independent business operators. So as I find something out on that, certainly you know I will pass that along. In the meantime, if you are laying off staff, you are reducing hours, you are letting people go, and I know you really care about the people who work for you, then remember that Samaritan House and our partner in the core agencies are here to help you. So there is financial assistance available for people who are in dire financial straits. Um, We're also getting the details on you know, how they want that distributed, but those funds are being made available. And what you would do is just call Samaritan House and have people apply. You can't apply as a business, but your former employees or your laid off employees can apply, uh, you know, for their households. There's also food available through our partnership with the food bank and with uh, many of the grocery outlets. So, and we are at the rate of experiencing 50% growth every single week. That's 50% on last week's 50%. On the prior week's 50%. I don't think it's technically geometric progression yet, but it's sure is an awful lot of meat. We're able to meet those needs for those individual households. And I wanna make it very clear that these are not in competition with our restaurants. We want our restaurants to stay in business. So this is for those who have no other uh, access to food and who can't pay for it at this time. Um, so that's available as hot meals. It's available as pantry foods. All you got to do is apply to Samaritan House, and we'll get them set up, and we'll get it going. And it takes a lot of volunteers and help from the businesses, especially those who have uh, FDA-approved ability to prepackage food. Um, if you want to donate that, want to get that out, people want to volunteer, again, we are central resource for that. I think the idea that started to float around, some by cities, some by chambers, that um, funds might be made available to purchase foods from our local restaurants as an example of keeping businesses afloat is a terrific idea. So we have been supporting that wherever we can. Um, so far that's you know been done in a limited basis. I don't yet see that the third tranche of money that's supposed to be available through San Mateo Strong or any of the other sources for small businesses has been directed in that way. But taking that feedback from all of our fellow chamber members, from all of you, then I'm going to give that to them and suggest that they look at that tranche in terms of that. Now, obviously, that's there to support more than just the restaurants. So they'll have, there'll be other interests, but Knowing that this is a need, knowing that some of you can respond to this, that helps me in informing them. Um, Again, if if there are any service needs you have, you know, along uh, food, shelter for people, access to shelter, rental assistance, um, we do have medical care still, our two clinics are open for people who do not have insurance, then just let me know and uh, we'll see what to do from there. Um, I don't know what kind of time frame you've got, Joanne, but I just said a lot. And I'd like to know if there are any questions that people may have.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely appreciate that. I want to do a couple housekeeping checks because um, we're, we're prepared to stay open. I think we've got this line open until 1130. If this conversation is valuable for folks, whoever can stay, please do. Bart, I know that you've been on with us what seems like all morning if you need, to, if you need to, to jump off, I'd like to double back with you so we can craft what that message is and leverage some resources perhaps when the message is sent up. So if you can stay on, great. And if not, um, we can follow up uh, directly following. I know Rika has a question as well, but I wanted to be able to do a time check because there are a couple other businesses in particular, Waterfront, et cetera, that are relevant to this existing conversation. Um, And if we can stay on, we'll keep the conversation going. And Rika, can you, is the question or comments to this topic or a different one?
2: Just before that, uh, Joanne, I'm gonna have to leave for another meeting, um, but I will follow up with you. I I just wanted to say, I appreciate being invited to this discussion. Um, I know that you guys are facing some challenges and, and we're committed to doing what we can to kind of bring us all through this. So thanks to the chamber. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Joanne. And we're all all in this together.
1: Thank you for your help, Dante. We'll be talking soon.
2: Okay, thanks. Um,
1: I don't want to skip over anybody. So I just if I can just get a confirmation. Rika, is, is the question, should we address it now or should we go to waterfront and, and continue the the I'm not sure where the topic is. Okay, then, if you don't mind, I want to make sure that um, Isam or Anwar that you have an opportunity to chime in um, and continue the dialogue. I know that as part of the Edgewater family, you're experiencing a lot of the same challenges, but help us understand um, how this is impacting the business and what you've done and where there's potential. What What are the highest priority needs for you all?
9: Hello, guys. Am I on? Yes, you are. Hello, guys. Thank you everyth- for everything you guys are doing for us. Uh, I mean, as you guys know, we also got you know affected by this uh, badly. Uh, we're operating only 10% of our business and we're barely making it here. Uh, we tried, like everybody else, to do the uh, bank loans. And uh, like everybody said, it's uh, hard to get in touch with uh, all uh, the people from the banking office and the emails are not clear it's just been very very hard to uh, try to get any help from the uh, i guess the federal loans or whatever it is and uh, i mean we're willing to work with the the city and the chamber in any way to make this uh, better for everyone i don't know what else to say i mean everybody already mentioned what's uh, going on uh, with the loans so i mean we have nothing else to say really.
1: Do you have no? Um, appreciate that, Isam. I know it's been hard um, with both of the um, businesses that you own. How um, uh, do you have staff? Kind of the conversation we just came out of. Are there different ways in which Waterfront may be able is interested to engage in the conversation um, about you know I don't know if there's delivery opportunities, food service opportunities, etc. If that's something that you wish to explore. Do yes us for know sure and we'll, okay then we'll keep you in those conversations um Rika, um where did you go <laughs> there you are you're on mute though
0: go ahead you're up Rika.
6: i was just wondering i had mentioned this earlier in the morning meeting that the foster city lions club has put together a donation to um, benefit restaurants in foster city they said specifically in other and emergency operations center and, uh, and first responders. Are any of the restaurant owners here, are, are you guys participating in that? I just learned about this yesterday. And so as far as what Joanne has been talking about, I think we need to bring our resources together collaboratively, collaboratively to help each other. So just curious if any restaurant owners are taking part in this and how it's working for you guys. I'm gonna jump
1: in and say I, I don't assume that there is a large um, a- aggregation yet, if that's the correct word. One of the things that um, Rika um, in her kind of capacity as one of our board directors is gonna be doing is, is working with us to figure out how we can create, let's go back on mute if we can, um, not sure which phone that is, um, to be able to, um, come up with a program perhaps I've seen in other communities like Las Vegas actually in particular interestingly enough has done a phenomenal job in creating a campaign around if you will supporting emergency responders so I think that there will be several of the nonprofits that we'd like to pull together obviously the chamber has one member of staff Mara and the rest of us are are doing what we can to to hold hold these pieces together so that um, I think when we finish this call, Rika, you and I can jump on one with Dan and Mara to discuss how we can go about which organizations and create a connection because everyone is wanting to do something, but the real question is, is are we doing what, need, what the needs are first? And if there are ways that we can leverage um, those opportunities I think between the rotary the lions and the village in particular they're all touching on certain of the same if you will communities and if we can pull them together and give uh, and find out which of those agencies which want to take the lead in each of the lanes then i think we can really scale um, the great ideas that are that are coming together so um, I look forward to us being able to work on that. We have about 10 minutes left and I'm looking through the squares. Um, this is a crazy process. And I see that um, we have Peter's iPhone and candidly I do not know who Peter's iPhone belongs to. And I see Lin Fan, I'm not sure. And I, the only other individual um, that I don't think is we've given a voice to is Janet. So if any of those three um, would like to chime in, now would be the time. And otherwise, I want to be able to provide some additional resources to you that we're going to be pushing out through our channels um, and just want to use the last few
4: minutes that we have together um, as best we can.
3: Okay. Peter is
1: from the Dozo. Um, and so Peter, I don't know if you and Carol um, have any comments. I know you've been sharing with us some of the experiencing experiences that you've been having with your own bank. Um, you two have been a part of the social media and spotlights that the chamber has been doing. Are there any other things outside of the conversation that we've been talking about today um, that are priorities for you right
10: now? Uh yes, am I?
0: You're on, Carol. Okay
10: to talk now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just want to share with you. I think uh, I've been through a couple of application already. So if anybody wants to know more about the EIDL loan and uh, events request and PPP application, I I a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time studying those. And Uh, At this point, um, I think we're the first, uh, one of the first few uh, applicants that got into the EIDL. We got approved, waiting for the closing and funding uh, in the near future. And that's why I got information from our case manager saying uh, the advance request up to $10,000 is actually a separate loan on the top of the EIDL. And the fact that we got approval for EIDL doesn't, uh, we cannot ask for advance requests, You know, simply just you know calling or asking for it, you have to go through the separate link to get that. And then uh, at this point, we, we, we heard nothing for the for that uh, advance request yet. Up to ten thousand, like everybody else. And the main block that I have is a PPP loan. I applied uh, actually both from Wells Fargo Bank and U.S. Bank. And Wells Fargo Bank, uh, you know, I was. Also, you know, the almost the first few one that jump into it Saturday early morning, but since then I heard nothing, and so that's kind of disappointing. For US Bank, I applied; they got the email notify us that they only process single owner uh, business at this point. They cannot accept the uh, multiple owners. We are a C corp, and that has more than one owners for the business entity. So uh, for that, they you know, I would not say they stopped uh, uh, processing it, but they are not going forward at this point. So that's why I asked question to see if they, anybody knows that, uh, you know, any other lenders that accept, uh, you know, any application at this point, that's not their customers. Appreciate
1: nope? that. Appreciate that very much. Um I think I think what we're going to do, and, and, and I'm just trying to think out loud and um, on demand. But what I'm hearing, and, and probably to help streamline this process, and I'm looking at the square that has Van Demers in it, um, to be able to create a form for you all to share with us the, um, let's say, the obstacles that are being put in your in your in your path. So if you are willing to share with us, you know, not the gory details per se, but who your bank is, what you're hearing, what the restrictions, the pushbacks, if you will, we can really start aggregating the issues related to the banks and the process versus business and if you will, management and owner. And you can either send that to us an email, but honestly, if you could really help us Um, and simply reply, we're not trying to survey you to death by any means, but a simple question and allow that to just be captured, that might be the most efficient process for all of us to then be able to share the summary of that detail. Um, Two key things that I wanna make sure that, um, that we are addressing. We are going to need to find a way to scale these types of discussions and engagement any of you who are either willing to be a part of a uh, quasi volunteer network um, and or know of resources let's start thinking about who and how we can build some of you have really great expert uh, experience at this point and simply just understanding the process i know nathan has done applications with just about every lender that there is. And I know Lena has been doing the same. So we might be able to really uh, leverage those experiences, turn them into some case studies that we can push um, out for people that are starting to follow behind or reference. We are going to put together some resources. There's so much information I don't know how easy it is for each of you to be able to decipher through that. So I believe that Mara, whichever square she fell into, is working on um, creating some very small and discrete packages. So what could be small business advising resources and sharing the details with you from the Small Business Development Center and SCORE and... um, you know, the resources that have been put in place from the county and others for legal and HR to be able to at least tap into. I think Lena and the Barbaria was one of the ones that had said before, look, people aren't responding, but at least if you have more places to reach out to, perhaps you have a higher probability of being able to get your very specific questions asked. Um, The, um, uh, let's see, I lost my train of thought. One of the last pieces that we want to make sure is Are these channels continuing to be beneficial? Can you help us be ambassadors in each of the centers that you are in? Obviously, we are just, if you will, a sampling of the, the, the issue, but the easiest way for us to get through this is to bring and get everyone to the same level in this process and carry people forward at the same level. Each of you need to prioritize your own business, obviously, absolutely. But wherever you are willing to engage with the chamber to almost be an ambassador for your center to make sure that folks are connected to the resources that we're making available, on the calls, taking advantage of the programs and communications um, that we are doing our best to put in place would really be helpful to us because we're doing our best to reach out, but we don't know, you know, um, if everyone is is being, you know, is taking advantage of that. Your help would be appreciated. I wanna leave some final comments um, for for everyone. Bart, one of the things if we can do in a communication other than the listed to dos is I don't think everyone really understands that core agency element. That might give a little bit more personal flavor because I believe that organizations, uh, businesses in Foster City, are already donating, you know, excess food or whatnot, and had existing relationships. They might not realize that those relationships that they already had are a part of this process. So maybe we can carve that out a little bit more expressly with names of entities so that they can see, oh, hey, I've already been working with that organization. Let me reach out to my partner. Um, Dan, I'm sure I have been not doing a great job on chat. Are there any questions at this point that we have not addressed in some way, shape or form? Janet, Are there some questions and comments um, for BIKE that haven't been addressed yet, um, and/or specific to Beach Park that we can address in the next minute or two? If not, we can do so offline.
0: Janet, you're off mute. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, yeah, yes. Because I'm running a a tutoring center for kids uh, for language tutoring. Uh, for long-term view, because the school district closed up to the summer. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thank you for the relief uh, found from the city. But, uh, you know, for a long-term uh, view, uh, I'm still, you know, not sure, you know, how how much business I can be, you know, uh, recovered. So uh, do you have any, you know, long-term plans from the city's uh city side to help us, you know, uh, you know, more communication from the landlord because the most uh, cost for us is the rent. So we cannot afford the rent for, you know, a few months.
1: Uh, understood. So let's have a, um, a more specific conversation as it relates to your business after this call. But I think what you've been hearing while you've been on this call is that Um, Each of the centers is experiencing the tenants in the centers are experiencing the same thing. And so I think together, the chamber and the city really needs to have a conversation about what we can do center by center to put some opportunities in place. And I will take that um, and follow up with Dante hall, the city, uh, the office of the city manager um, as, as best as we can, if we can understand to the ask that I just had, Janet, you know, if you can help us ensure that the rem- the rest of the tenants, if you will, that we have access to their emails and that they that we understand who they are, then we can make this conversation really beneficial, and we can even hold the beach park specific discussion if you want to help us take the lead on that. For now, I want to say thank you to everyone for bearing with us. Um, we don't have all of the answers, but again. Under the Chamber Cares Initiative, it can't be any more um, uh, clear than that. We're doing our best to understand what you need and to respond to those needs in kind. And um, if there are any additional ideas, as crazy as you think that they might be, bring them on. um, Because it gets really tough to keep thinking of new ways to approach some of these problems for you all, but we're willing to do so. So I'm going to say thank you uh, for joining us this morning. Thank you, Dan, for managing chat and tech and all of the, the efforts that you have put into this process. Bart, thank you for bearing with us for the, I think, fourth hour for just a day. Um, and I think we probably got another hour to go at some point during the day. But thank you, all of you. We know that the hardships that you're facing, just know that you've got somebody in them with you. And we will do our best um, to continue to do what we can to advocate for you. So thank you um, and stay healthy and let's do our best to keep our spirits high and let's drive through this together. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank
3: you, everybody.